Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by all of our friends. You're here. In the lobby of the Moxie Hotel. Whoa. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is, is Friendshipping. Friendshipping. And the theme this week is special events. How special. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Aww. You guys are so cute. Oh my God. Trin, yes. please give our listeners a sense of place. So we are here in the Moxie Hotel in downtown Chicago. It's fancy. There are ball gowns, ascots, very high shoes, wine that has bubbles in it, top hats. I've seen a couple top hats, yes. Women wearing fancy gloves. (laughs) (laughs) Women wearing fancy gloves. People smell like fancy herbs like frankincense and jasmine. And why are they dressed like this? Because it's your birthday. It's my birthday. Happy 12th birthday, It's my 12th birthday today. I'm I'm the big three three today. <laughs> three, That's three. a great number. I like it because in Hobbit years, um, they kind of measure age by elevens. So, um, when uh, Bilbo gets old and it's his eleventy first birthday, it's like a big freaking deal. That's when you're a hundred and eleven. I am just thirty eleven. No admittance except on party business. <laughs> just a little joke for my nerds out there. Turn. How does it feel to be thirty three? It feels. It feels good. It feels. You know, because, okay, so when I was in my 20s, I was like, oh, 30, it's going to be a big deal. Oh, BFD, 30, 30, 30. Ah. And now that I'm here, I'm just like so glad to have survived this long, first of all. That's not nothing. Okay, yeah. making it to 33, making yeah. it to 30, making it to 25. These are milestones we're celebrating. I agree. Three entire decades on this dumpster fly- fire of a planet. I have survived. Very happy about this. And also like, okay, so the one, there are many myths about turning 30. And I would say the one that is definitely tr- true, so not a myth, that doesn't count as on the list of myths. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Myth. yeah. You understand. I'm here. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. You're following. Uh, is that you just don't, I don't know if we can swear, but you just don't give a, a dang flip anymore. And it's very good, and I like it very much. So you don't give a hoot anymore because you're 33. I don't give a freaking heckin' dang hoot about what anybody has to say about anything anymore. (laughs) It's great. And, like, so I'll wake up in the morning, and it'll be just like, wake up in the morning feeling Feeling like like Trin Garitano. (laughs) Yes, that's me. And, uh, and and I'll be like, do I want to, I mean, should I do my hair? Like, am I going to like shave most of my body today? Like, what am I going to do? And like, and I, and I get to choose, you know, it's less like when you're in high school and you're like, I must have no visible hairs. I must have full on face makeup. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't exist any longer. So specifically about your appearance, you don't give a hoot. No, I don't give a hoot and any any longer. It's great. But you look very lovely today. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> I got... Oh, happy birthday. I'm Thank so glad you. you're alive. Jen, how about you? How are you doing, you hot mama? Oh, my goodness. Your shoes look like you could ride into Battle and Themyscira, but also go clubbing in the hottest clubs on the island. Oh, my God. Your descriptions have only gotten more lively G- since you've aged. Little, give them a little view of your shoe. It's good. 
They're really good. Yeah, I hear some some applauding. I hear some sobbing. I think they're well received it's out there. It's a standing O, wall to wall, like just like the all, thousands and, of people out there. Oh, now everyone's doing the wave. Oh, okay. Like yeah, several people great. are weeping, just single tear. Someone just had a burrito delivered. That's pretty cool. That's pretty good. Yeah. This podcast booth situation is pretty neat. I like it. And I especially like it because it's near the bathroom. Yes. So there's some really sweet Midwestern politeness of people being like, oof, oof, sorry. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I and will... just so everyone knows, you're not on camera. No, it's So fine. you don't have to duck and say sorry. Yeah, These are just okay. microphones. Right. What I'm loving is every now and again, there's a dude who's like definitely on a Tinder date here. And... <laughs> And like, so my buddy Bravo is here who I've talked about on the show a few times. Now, Bravo, I'm going to make, I'm going to make, kind of make fun of you, but not really. You're wearing like the standard uh, Tinder date shirt, you know, like the collar blue shirt. No, it's good. You look amazing. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is I'm seeing a lot of like a lot of collared white people shirts buttoned up. I feel it's like good. the Tinder date is that plus uh, normally untucked. Yes. But then Queer Eye happened. Yes. So now you're seeing all these straight men do the French tuck all of a sudden. So I just, okay, I just hit my elbow against the door <laughs> you in did. fury. And this whole room shook. The whole room shook because it's very small and warm. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Okay, so one time I saw a tweet on the internet that made me very happy. And this tweet says something like, like, okay, so you know how like bisexuals were claiming everything now? Rolled up jeans, bisexual. <laughs> Jean hat- jackets with bisexual with enamel pins. Enamel pins, extremely bi. Bye, bye, bye. So now, but what I also thought was bisexual specifically was tucking just the front of your shirt in. And I, I'm mad that all that the, everybody else is getting in on it. You're bi now. Thanks a lot, Tan France, making straight men appear halfway decent in yeah, this world honestly um i've really been enjoying queer eye me too yeah like it's got its problems like any other show does but like it's very earnestly trying to make a really good and friendly introduction between worlds that never collide otherwise absolutely it's definitely 101 yes but that's okay yeah there's a need for 101 in this planet earth Right. It's as bad to throw a kid into like 401 classes as it is to get like a full on adult in like 070 classes. I agree. Let let the children have their low level SJW fun. How <laughs> you clapped between those words. I clapped a bunch. I'm wondering if we should do some advice. You know, I doubt it. Yeah, um, probably not so much i don't even have my document up i, I do just... i do i i have i have them ready okay cool okay so we are gonna start with I questions probably should have had my doc wait you have the doc i'm ready you're fine should i do should thank i do you. question one? thank you for being the adult in the room today Jen. you're welcome wait you mean wait let's examine that yes. you mean normally i'm not the adult in the room we usually share the title of adult role model hero top b but today i have been drinking <laughs> Uh, and I'm really glad that you are taking that this half of the responsibility off of my shoulders. Happy birthday. Thank you. Here's the first question. I'm sick of being the planner of my friends. Oof. I'm consistently the one to organize the birthday brunches for people in the group, our weekend hangouts, and I start all the email chains and find the restaurants to accommodate everyone else's eating habits. I like putting in the work, but I also am frustrated because if I don't start the conversation, my friends never feel like getting together. We have a great time when we are together, but I need a huge break or some help. How do I change this? Oh, this is this is a manifold question because so I feel like Jen, we've evolved as a podcast. 
And I feel like in the beginning of the show, we would have said something like, state your needs, like talk to your friends, which is absolutely part have of a what conversation. Yeah. Voice like, your preferences. Pretend your friends are reasonable adults. God, and then, we're so naive. I know. <laughs> <laughs> to think people would listen. <laughs> but I think part of this is also, I, I hate to say the asker's fault, because that's not really what I mean. But what I mean is, you know, sometimes groups naturally find what I like to call a fairy squad mother. You know? I love that. Yeah. The the friend that always has gum and... Oh, sorry. Oh, we got a situation here. My alarm went off and it's uh, my feed the cats uh, alarm. And you're not home and right now. I'm not home oh, and I can't no. feed them right now. It's okay. Duggo's already... starving. D- Duggo has already eaten roast beef. Uh, but my alarm is, I forgot it's titled in all caps, CAT EAT. <laughs> so the cat eat alarm went off. Um, so I feel like we would say something like, okay, open communication, talk all the stuff. Absolutely true. But part of this is also when you are the fairy squad mother, you have to be very aware of why you hold that role. Why did you pick up that role? Uh, are, do you like feeling needed? And, and also, uh, are you in some ways putting this on yourself? Um, so there's, there's just so many angles I feel like we need to talk about. Yeah, I agree. I feel like there's an external part of this, which is the communication. And there's also the internal, which is thinking about, do you, why do you like this role? Did you ever like it? Right. Uh, do you like being in control? Um, are you anxious that no one will hang out if you don't do the thing? Like, there's a lot of, I don't know, that's all worth considering. I totally agree. And I like what you said about, like, are you worried that people won't hang out? Because here's something, here's a wild thing i'm gonna say this is a little this is a little bit oh here we go people don't really have to hang out like like that's the thing is that like if your friends are not organizing activities without you then that's it's worth considering that maybe they don't even really maybe they don't need to well i'm glad that the asker said we had a we have a great time when we're hanging out that's very that's important because if that detail weren't in there then i'd be like "Uh uh-oh this might be this might be a bigger problem than you realize does anyone want to hang out with each other are you just in the habit of hanging out? Is this is this kind of a little stale? Yes, but, um, but it seems like it seems like things are good. We're not hearing we're not hearing a ton of detail about how good things are in this friend group. But if they were to step back, would it be a blow to the group or a blow to the organizers? Right, ego? right, right. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. And like, and I hate, I hate. I, again, I'm not like being like you are the worst for planning parties for your friends. How dare you like no not at all um i just think that it's important to think about why you do what you do uh and consider the fact that uh, as we always say when there's a change in your friendships acknowledge that it's going to be difficult for everyone right and you have to voice that change and make it known as a change because otherwise people won't notice it right and your friends probably think that you love planning stuff yeah honestly i mean if you're always taking the initiative i would definitely assume that you enjoy taking the initiative yeah yeah Yeah. And what an incredible skill set for a person to have, by the way. I love that. Yeah, I love thinking of this as a skill. It You're is. You're probably very good at events or, I don't know, community management. Something like that. Really good at customer service emails. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, I, I agree that it is a skill set, but maybe you should be using it in other ways. Jen, do you want to have a, a, a conversation oh, about how Here this might go. go? I love when you play the the the, oh. D, the dill hole. <laughs> dill hole. You know, I'm trying not to swear. The hole where the dill goes. Yeah, you put it up. up All right, in, there we stop. Cram That's it. enough. Yep. Done. What <laughs> role do you want me to take? Cool. Um, it's your birthday, so. I appreciate it. Well, I'd like you Top to- Top or bottom? <laughs> <laughs> I need a minute. 
Jen, you know. Bottom it is. <laughs> Jen, you know I'll work with whatever you need. Okay. Um, I would just like you to play Toby J. Dillhole. <laughs> And um, so you're not just going to be one of the friends who uh, the organizer organizes. You're going to be somebody who feels that they are entitled to the effort of the organizer. Okay, so I'm in the friend group. You are in the friend group. And I am not going to take the news well. No. Uh, of... <laughs> then I'm, I'm going to step back a little bit. Got it. Okay, got but, it, but got wait, it. But in the end, yes. I'm going to turn you around. Oh. I'm going to turn you around, oh, Toby. Spoilers! Oh, <laughs> I feel okay. like I'm watching Inception. <laughs> okay, so I'll. Do you want me to start? So I, <laughs> I'll or, start. Okay, I love when you start because <laughs> I'm not gonna say. Go ahead. I'm gonna have some more gin. <laughs> Hello, I am Toby J. Dillhole, your friend of many years. <laughs> Hello, Toby J. Dillhole. I remember the day that we first met in undergrad. We were just studying to become attorneys. That. Harvard Medical School. <laughs> wow, we're very accomplished people. I know. <laughs> we should start a podcast. About dill holding around. <laughs> I thought you were getting. I thought you were starting. I did start. That's I introduced myself. You're my friend, and you introduced. But it's fine. <laughs> nice to meet you, Toby. My friend of many years. Hey, Toby. So, um, I know we've been goofing around a little bit, and and whatever. But uh, I I want to talk to you about something, that, and I don't want you to take it too personally or anything. But our friends only seem to hang out when I'm planning the hangouts, and I just kind of want to take a break from it every now. <laughs> Jen is wiping her face because she's crying about Toby J. Dill. I can't look at you when we do this. I okay. I'm, I'm gonna look, look at someone. I'm gonna look at the middle distance. I'm gonna look at. I'm Michael gonna look at across the street here. over there. All right. Okay. Oh, hi, Subi. <laughs> hi, Michael. Okay. okay. What I'm so um so Toby, uh, what I I'd like to talk to you about is I feel like what I do is I take the reins on organizing for our friends, and I'm honestly afraid at this point that nobody will hang out unless I organize. So I just kind of want to take a little break for a little while. Um, I would love it if um you could start the conversation for our Wednesday karaoke nights. That would be really really helpful. Just so I could take a breather, you know. You want me to what? Um, like okay. So I don't. Gonna... But you've always like done this thing. I thought you loved. I thought you loved organizing our Wednesday karaoke nights and our Thursday pasta dinners and our Friday bowling alley extravaganzas <laughs> and our Saturday <laughs> and our Saturday get together and watch SNL. Yes, absolutely. And our Sunday brunches. I thought this was like something you loved doing. We hang out a lot. I mean, a hundred. Too much. <laughs> you're a hundred percent not wrong. I actually really do like taking the reins on all on all. So of what's those things. the problem? I just kind of want to break. You know, it's just kind of like anybody having um, a job or a role in anything. You so know? why did you pick me? Why do I have to do it? Because I trust you, and I know that you know everybody. You know everybody's email addresses, and you can start off that email chain for me. And honestly, you'd be doing me a huge favor just to feel like I'm not holding everything together. You know what I mean? Yeah, actually, I kind of, I kind of can't argue with that. Yeah, that's right. Pretty, I'm so good at this. Pretty dang good argument, solid argument you just put together there. So, so what I'm hearing is that you want to not do all the work all the time, but you still want to come to the events, right? A hundred percent. You know that I love to throw down "Sweetness" by Jimmy Eat World in the middle of karaoke night. That is my jam, and also everybody else's, because we all agree it is the greatest rock song of our generation. But you're still my number one Dillhole, right? You, Mr. TJ Dillhole, you've got a special place in my heart that no one else will fill. <laughs> a special Dillhole, if you will, that you fill. 
in my heart. We are sweating so I, much. Are, are you still in character? I can't tell anymore. <laughs> I think I was kind of playing myself. Yeah, that was really good. I feel like Toby Dillhole really learned a lot. Yeah. I think we all did. TJ. So what you're saying, good old TJ here, and hopefully they ask her, learned yes. that you do need to communicate your needs? You absolutely do. And and I think that having um, concrete action items for your friends is really helpful, especially because they've, if they've never done this before. Right. You know, saying like, the first step is getting everybody together an email. Second step is, I mean, maybe it's a Facebook invite or whatever. When you abdicate the throne, you know, uh, I think it's important to let your successor know what's up. Yeah. And I also think you should do it like piece by piece. Yes. I wouldn't come from a place of anger, even though maybe you are frustrated and angry. I would wait till you're not and before throwing up your hands. And I would say, can you organize this brunch on Saturday? I don't really feel like going through the emails. I have a lot of other emails to answer, like that kind of thing. Yes. Like, like, don't just throw up your hands and be like, I'm never planning anything again. Even if you feel that way, maybe you don't want to plan anything again. Right. Which is also okay. That's not, these are your friends. So I would maybe take a step back and make sure you're coming at this from a place of not resentment. Absolutely. You know, ultimately, you know your friends better than we do and you'll know the approach better than we do. But we can say with some assurances that if you spell out what you need, you make concrete action steps for these these friends of yours. I think that it's great that you thought of this question before resentment builds because uh, it's so much better to be proactive about stuff that you want to change than just like let it go and then everybody's mad all the time. I totally agree. That goes for like almost every question we get on friendshiping. It's like, hey, good job. You voiced your feelings. Right. That's hard. Yeah. But you did it. It's the, the most annoying thing in this world is to be an emotionally capable adult. It's oh. the worst. It's so much work. Yeah, it is. To let everybody know, like, here's what you can do to make my life easier is a ton of work. But when you do it and you become better at it and become second nature to you, then I think it makes your life a little easier. Anyway, second, next Should question. Should we do question two? You know, I, I think that regardless of whether or not we answered that question, I'm done with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready hands. to move the heck on. Moving on. Here's question two for you to read. Oh, I will. Right there. Thank you, dear. Don't look at my other emails. <laughs> I have a hard time making new friends. Don't we all? <laughs> it's difficult because I what feel... What was that like Jay Leno voice? <laughs> Trin just started to a, a jaunty talk show host. I, I was being my own Andy Richter for a second there. <laughs> I have a hard time making new friends. It's difficult because I feel that I'm incredibly boring. This person actually put it in all caps and put a hyphen between the bow and the ring. So bow I mean, ring, bow ring. I'm in my mid thirties, a full-time attorney married and have two kids, almost two and almost three years old. And so I have not gone out much in three years. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I don't go out much nowadays because I'm usually in bed by 9 PM because I'm exhausted and I don't feel like I bring anything to the table or, or have anything to add to a conversation. Help. Oh my goodness, we can help you. This is so much, dude. Okay, first of all- You're not boring. That's ridiculous. You're just tired. You're very exhausted. Yeah, you feel tired. I mean, like, okay, so you've got two kids, almost two and almost three years old. And your attorney. But okay, just, just the kids. The law. <laughs> you are justice itself. <laughs> but like, okay, they're like, I have nothing to talk about. I have nothing to talk about. You live with a two-year-old and a three-year-old. I guarantee you there are funny poop stories you can tell. Okay, for real, I love hearing the, the weird 
stuff your children say. Yes. Like I like one time we had like a this was many years ago. We had a thing in the office where everyone introduced themselves and like said hi. And w- the one thing I could bring to the table that I that I truly believed, I was like, if you have children or pets and you have a funny story <laughs> about them, are you okay? I'm doing great. <laughs> Go down the wrong pipe. <laughs> I'm sorry I drew attention to it. Um, give me a thumbs down if you're choking and need help. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I assume someone in this bar will be able to help you. <laughs> okay. So the one thing that I could bring to the table. Uh, is <laughs> if you have a children, a children, if you have a child or a pet and you have a funny story and you're worried that no one will care, I will care. I want to hear the absolute insane thing your toddler said. It will always make me laugh. I guess you could say I have a really, really sophisticated sense of humor. Absolutely. I'm back. She's back. She survived. <laughs> the gin went down the wrong pipe. This is why. I don't drink on our regular friendshiping episodes for specifically this reason. Because of coughing? Because I uh, am not good at it. You got excited. I'm not great at drinking. Um, Jen, I totally agree with you. Um, If you live with a two-year-old, then you have some amazing things to say. Also, you are the law. You are the law. You are the enormous fist of the law. You are bringing the law back to the United States of America. I hope so. I hope you're on the right side of... well. We're just going to assume the best. Honestly, I don't think that anybody would ask us a question to friendshipping if they weren't like a weird, gay, progressive. I agree. So so we are talking about how you can talk. You can talk about your job. Yes. You can talk about your children. But here's another thing. You don't have to talk about those things if you don't want. You don't have to talk about anything. Yeah. People love talking about themselves. Yeah. You can be a great listener. All you have to do is ask questions. And as an attorney, I understand that you are probably pretty good at asking questions. Yeah, you're probably too good at asking questions. You probably probably get a little invasive. A little unreasonably good at uncovering the truth. But but these are skills that you can use. Um, And also, like, okay, so this person has a couple of kids. They're in their 30s. They're an attorney. Everybody else wants to go to bed at 9 p.m. too. You're not the only one. Yeah, absolutely. I don't have kids. I have cats and too many plants. And let me tell you something, 1030 is the latest I will go to bed in a weeknight. And if you don't feel comfortable talking about yourself, then go to an event that isn't actually about you. I love this. Go to a book club and read the freaking book. And even if you don't finish the book because you fall asleep at 9 p.m., right. still go to the book club and just let everyone else do the talking and put in what your own opinions are. Like it, the focus doesn't have to be you if you aren't comfortable sharing yet. You know, so this is like a side thought. This yes. is a tangent. Yes, I want to hear it. So I feel like people who do not necessarily have a creative pursuit, feel like they are boring people. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that kind of a ridiculous thing, though? Like this attorney who has two kids and he's got like a full life happening feels like this. they feel like they are a boring person, which is ridiculous. Like every single day that you live uh, working with the law, working with your kids, that sort of thing, that is in its own way, its own creation. You don't have to be a poet or a like super Reddit famous person or something like that to be interesting. I would love to hear more about what this person likes. Yeah. Because yeah. it seems like they have two very young children. They have probably not had a lot of time to share or get into hobbies. That's just I mean, maybe they have. That's cool. But my my having having a lot of friends that have young children, I doubt it. But I would like to hear, maybe they can even make a list for their own little journal. Uh, what are they into? Do they like tea? Do they like podcasts? It sounds like they have really good taste in podcasts. Absolutely. They should tell people about the podcasts that they listen to and submit questions that to. That seems like a good idea. I feel like that that's a really good move. And I mean, and, and even further, like, 
don't avoid parent friends is the other thing. Good call. Yeah. Like there are many communities like I mean, in Chicago, our situation is a little bit different than other places because we have a pretty vibrant community space. Um, And if you go to like the park district or something like that, there's a lot of like parent and, and child activities. Those are people you can make friends with, too. When we get questions from young parents, one thing that I'm afraid of is that they assume that when they get together with another young family and they start talking about like kids and stuff like that, like that's super boring and nobody wants to talk about their kids. No, everybody wants to complain about their children. I would think so. Yeah, I would love for you to complain about your children to me. Annoying children stories are also very funny. Agreed. Yes. Man, I so agree. So what I really want the asker to know is you are not boring. There's actually no boring person. Unless it's like that one guy you go on a Tinder date with. Yeah, but we're not talking to him right now. No, we're not. So I know for a fact that you are not boring. I think you feel boring. Right. And I think you should examine that. But I would worry much less about people thinking you're boring because you already sound like an extremely interesting person with a lot going on. Yeah, I I totally agree, Jen. I like that you picked up on the insecurity of that um, because most people are are like you. They're people with a job or a family or a project and they feel like they don't have a ton of time and they feel a little bit insecure about their ability to communicate. But like you can you can do this also. Have you considered internet friends? Internet friends. Internet friends. They're pretty great. They're pretty great. Get you like could, a destiny clan. They're a friend you can put in your little pocket. Yeah. And Just if you carry around. If your kids are young enough, then like they can watch Sesame Street while you play some video games. It's fine. I love that. Do you want to hear the best thing? Oh, I would love to hear the best thing. So my partner has a D&D group uh, every Friday. And what they do is they go to the house of the friend who has little kids. And they're like two and four, I think. Uh, and the wife of the, the the friend goes out with her friends on the Friday night. And then all the dudes, because gender, all the dudes stay home and play D&D. And like the kids just run around with the dogs. And it's this wonderful. This is delighting me. But I'm telling this story because what I'm trying to say is that you can make it work. Like there are people who will work with you. Like your friends love you and they want to be in your life. Tell them what you need. Tell them what's easiest for you. I love that. I also love the idea of you understanding your situation is not permanent. Your kids are not going to be young for very long. They're going to get the hell out of the house at some point. They're going to leave you alone. Thank God. Thank God. And also, if your life is ordinary, that is wonderful. That is okay. If you feel a little ordinary and a little boring and a little bit suburban, that's okay. There are many worse things to be. A thousand. You could be... You could. I whispered that because I don't really know. Yeah, we don't we, know I don't know a lot about this setting right now. What's the next question, Jen? Next question. Oh, this is such a good one. Oh. Very short and sweet. I like Ready? it. Ready? Yes. When do I have to give presents to people? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. The, the, shortest... the answer is never. Right. Honestly, never. You never have to give presents if you don't want to or can't afford to. A hundred percent. But it's the shortest question with a complicated answer because people... I think, project a lot of feelings onto gift giving. Um, you pick up the social cues that you used when you were growing up. You know, There's a lot of etiquette to this. There's a lot of etiquette a to this. A lot of tradition, yeah. a lot of holidays, a lot of pressure. Also capitalism. Capitalism, it just messes up it's social a real, It's a real bugaboo. <laughs> Did you call capitalism a bugaboo? A little, I don't tone down my language we're in a public place it's just a real bugaboo of mine i really liked it (laughs) i want to tweet it from the friendship bank account good work 
But um, yeah, like and capitalism is also uh, influenced by our cultural upbringing. So um, I will use myself as an example. I can't talk because I'm a little drunk. I'm going to use myself <laughs> as an example. So, uh, you know, I grew up with scores of cousins, just so many cousins. And we did we have to give each other presents and all this stuff. And so I have a lot of experience buying presents for people I barely know. Ooh, you know, how do you even do that? Candles. Candles. Candles are a good one. You know, everybody loves something that smells nice, makes you smell nice, hey. makes the room smell nice. Hey. hey. Not all of us can smell. Oh, that's so true. That was... Okay, this is legit. Jen can't smell anything. I don't have a sense of smell. However, I do still like candles. They carry a night atmosphere when I take a bath or whatever. Yeah, it's like, because oh, the, the, the flame, the flicker of the flame. It, it, exactly. It's very it, romantic. Yeah, it's romantic when I take a bath and drink a bottle of wine by myself. Can I smell them? No. Do you need to? No. Also, no. So, so gifts. So let's talk about the, okay, here's a good example. <clears throat> so um, they didn't specify, like, when should I buy my present presents for my friends or whatever. Um, but there are some uh, service workers that may be in your life that I think it is uh, perfectly appropriate to get a seasonal present for. Mm -hmm. You might not know the birthday of your hairstylist, but if you go to the same person uh, year after year, it is appropriate to get them a small gift. Is it? It I is. I've never gotten my hairstylist a gift. Well, I'm friends with all the hairstylists I've ever had. Okay. I want to look to our audience. Please raise your hand and be honest. Please raise your hand if you've ever given your hairstylist a gift. Yeah. The no. only person. So Michael and Cher. So Cher knows and Savannah. The only three polite people in the room. Oh, yeah. I trash talk the rest of you. That was a joke. No, no, no. It's fine. So what? But, but, okay. Some people get too close to their hairstylist. Me. Okay. Mine added me on Facebook and I want to switch hairstylists and I can't now. Oh, no, Jen. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's you a problem. Go, go to my hairstylist because she's genuinely a friend of mine and is awesome. Yeah. I, I want to be friends with my hairstylist, I thought, until I was ready to move on. And now we're too close and it got away from me. Well, your hair looks great. She's doing a great job, Jen. She's not. She's not. But. Okay, well, for, we'll, we'll save it for another episode. For another day. Um, oh, so, okay, this is a good example. So, like, not many people in the room raised their hands that they got their, their hairstylist a present. But my, what I'm saying is it's appropriate to do so. Um, and that's the same for every gift. You know, it's appropriate to get your friend a birthday gift if you want to. But, like, some friends, most friends don't. Right, know? right. It's a weird thing when you're, like, especially... I don't know, like after college or where there's not like an established birthday party. Right. That's when it gets dicey. Yes. Um, I tend to, and I don't even know if this is the right way to go about it, but my general MO is uh, if I find a present that I really want to give my friend, then I will give them that present. If I, maybe I'll wait till their birthday because it seems like the right time and I will do that. I would say a good rule of thumb is did, did they get you a present? Then maybe you want to give them one back. But the idea of a gift is that there's no obligation intended. Right. Yeah, that's important. Obligation in friendships is very hard to, to navigate. I also like the idea of being open and asking like, hey, are we doing presents this year? Yeah. Or like, hey, if you come over and I get you a bottle of wine or if I, if I cover your dinner, like that could, that counts as a present. It absolutely yeah. does. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, I've known people who were in wedding parties 
who um, like spent a ton of money on their dress or like helped out with the decorations or the the party or whatever. Um, and then that was their wedding. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and and also, uh, end of the day, don't be friends with people who will be mean to you about presents. Oh my god, that is the best piece of advice on this entire episode so far. Right. If you have a friend that's really odd about presents, not a great sign. Yeah, and like I get sometimes that like it's a fun thing to do. And if, maybe... that, if your friend's over the age of. 10 and they're uneasy about and mad that you didn't get them a present i wanted my mighty morphin megazord <laughs> how dare you not get me my megazord spoken like and it's your birthday it is my birthday and i wish i had my megazord but nobody nobody thought of it wow yeah i'm really sorry rude the entire room uh yeah so i, I think that the in conclusion would be um, it is entirely appropriate to give gifts to uh, your friends, your family, um, service people that you go to over and over again. Um, but if you don't do it, you're not some kind of horrible person. And somebody who won't forgive you for that is being a little ridiculous. Yeah, they kind of suck. It's a, it's a capitalism thing. It's a culture thing. Uh, but everybody has their own personal rules and you can follow the ones that you have. Jen, I need to come clean. I think that's best. Uh, Jen, I submitted this question. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of knew. I, sub- I kind of knew. Jen, I submitted this question, and uh, I, this I'm going out on a limb here because I don't know how to answer it. And usually when we start recording these things, we take notes, we go over it. But I'm going to ask you this question that I don't know how to answer. Do you, want me to, do you want me to respond as if I know it's you or if I don't know? Do you, to, do you want me to pretend I don't know who it is? Pretend, no, uh, yeah, pretend, it's, okay. some, pretend okay. it's somebody in the audience. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll pretend it's mm, Tom. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Jen and, and Trin. Maybe. I can't handle it when people say thank you. Like, I like planning parties and giving people presents, and I really love people giving people gifts when there's no special occasion. I simply find things or I make something that I want to give them. But I have found that no matter how much effort I put into what I do for my friends, I feel so weird if they ever say thank you. One time I continually cut off a friend as he tried to thank me for something. Am I a monster? Help. You are not a monster. I feel like a monster. You're not a monster. But I would be curious, and you don't have to answer this. We can continue to pretend this isn't you. Uh, I would be curious if you also flinch at other forms of attention. Well. Don't answer that. It's okay. Only if you want to. Like, do you hate, for example, celebrating your birthday in front of a crowd? (laughs) I don't mind it. Like, I, um, so, so that's a really good example. So today for my birthday, I brought the cupcakes and stuff. And I like. I brought the hats. You did bring the hats. The hats were very, very good. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, a hand for Jen bringing. Yeah, thank the you. Hats. I really pulled this this birthday together. Thank you. Um, but I I typically I feel a sense of control when um I was like, okay, I'm bringing the cake, therefore no one's gonna forget the cake. Like the cake will be there because I did it. Hell yes. And then I and then I feel kind of like cool birthday done moving on perfect you know what i don't know how else to say it okay okay so that doesn't bother you no um but if somebody else was like here's a surprise party and here's a cake and a man jumped out of it i would be like i too much don't know what to do with this. got it yeah right? a lot of people don't like surprise parties yes i don't like surprise parties either unless i know it's coming and then i can be like fake surprised anyway this isn't about me this is about me tom 
about town. <laughs> Thanks for asking this question, so Tom. So you don't like being thanked. It sounds like you don't like being thanked repeatedly. I don't like being thanked at all. Like, not even, okay, not even, uh, hey, Trin, thanks for putting, the, thanks for bringing the cake today. I'll be, uh, I, and I will cut you off and I'm like, eh, no problem. And, uh, and thank you notes, I don't read them. I can't read them. Like, I literally have a pile of thank you notes that are unopened because I can't throw them away. I can't recycle them. How do you feel about compliments? Um, oh, do it all day. Got it. Okay. Especially if it's about my shoes because I have excellent taste in shoes. Got it. Did okay. you see these? Like, they're incredible. Wow. Look at those. I know. Okay. So it's specifically being thanked. Being thanked. Via in person and thank you notes. Yes. I I also have anxiety about opening envelopes and stuff. So like, <sighs> I understand that. But let's Envelope just talk, anxiety let's, is real. Let's just talk about the in-person thing. That's really interesting. How would you feel about communicating aloud to your friends, I'm going to do this, and it would really mean a lot to me if you don't thank me. Thanks. <laughs> the best thank you is no thank you at all. So that's interesting, Jen, because like, so that would uh, require me to anticipate a thank you. So like going into a situation, I would be like, I'm going to do this thing for you. No big deal. Don't thank me, which would be like saying like, yes, I accept your, you know what I'm saying? Well, I think you should expect to thank you from your friends if you buy them something. Well, yeah, I mean, sure, but yeah. like, what? Uh, See, here we go again. Like, if you if you keep doing weird. stuff for your friends and they keep not thanking you, I'm I want to talk to those people more than I want to talk to you. No, my friends all thank me, like, and they're wonderful, uh, except that it makes me feel incredibly terrible. And you know that weird spot in your elbow, like the elbow pit, and the weird spot in your knee that's the oh, knee pit. Oh, the knee pit gets sweaty weird. there. I feel weird and sweaty in my elbow pits and my knee pits. Okay. So I think this is a pretty common example of you needing to teach your friends what you need. Okay. It's a weird quirk. Yes. That's it. It's no big deal. So what should I say? Like, don't don't say anything. Well, I, I think you should tell your friends to listen to this specific episode. <laughs> the <Don't> specific five <laughs> minutes. But so, it, but it was also interesting is that I do like, uh, like a few weeks later after all of my social anxiety hangover has worn off, we know the social anxiety hangover. Yeah. We, and if you don't, you should learn it. Cause that means you probably never, never thought about what you said aloud. Yeah. You know, think about what you do and say, and say, and how, and if your actions have consequences, spoiler feel, alert, they do feel very nervous all the time. <laughs> Um, but like I, I do, I, I, in retrospect, I'll be like, oh yeah, that was a nice thing I did. And I am glad that they said thank you. And I would feel weird. So this is what I've discovered. Okay. It is so like you to talk this out and figure it out for yourself, by the way. I am just a <laughs> vessel to repeat things back to you. Well, what, what I was going to say was not the answer, but, um, damn, I'm weird. You are weird. That was You're all I was going to extremely weird and I it's know. wonderful. And the weirdest part. And the smartest part is that you've identified that this, thing's bo this thing bothers you. It does. Everyone has weird verbal quirks like this. Like some things that just make them uneasy. Right. Jen, okay, let's have the, let's have the fake conversation. Should we do immersion therapy? Thank <laughs> you, thank you, thank you. No! <laughs> okay, so there are two parts of the anxiety. One is I feel weird being thanked because it's like the things I do, they're no big deal. Like whatever, it's no big deal. And then I feel weird being like, don't don't thank me. Okay, yeah. So both are bad. So what I think it should be is just let it go. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. I think you should go to a deep place in your mind as you're being thanked. Think about the beach. Yeah. If you like could flash forward like into your brain, it would be like r rushing waves, yes. a sailboat going by, seagulls crying. Yes. And then by the time you come back to Earth, the thank you is over. Yeah. 
I think I just need to go have an out of body experience every time somebody thanks me. That you sounds gotta, extremely doable. You gotta completely emotionally detach every time somebody says thank you. Yeah, that seems fine. Yeah. Is, what about when strangers thank you for stuff? Does that make you feel weird? Why would a stranger thank me for something? What did I do to the stranger? Um, if you're like, oh, hey, your uh, tie is backwards. <laughs> And they're like, thank you. And you're like, oh, my God. Uh, well, so so I think there's a big difference between a thanks and a I just wanted Deep to thank you. I wanted to tell you. Got it. So it's a big thank you that makes yes. you comfortable. OK, in that case, you absolutely have the right to put up a little barrier and say, I can take one small thank you. And then after that, I get weird. OK, this is this is what the solution is. And I actually think that this is the solution. And I'm mad that this is what the solution is. I'm going to tell my friends that they get to say thank you one time. They can they can put their hands on my shoulders and stare into my eyes, but all they can say is thank you, and then they have to walk away. I think that's great. I think I just need to tell them yep. that this is my weird quirk, and if you love me, yeah, absolutely, you will let me go. I think that's great. <laughs> They'll un- unclip your collar and yeah. let you run off. That's perfect. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that uh, my ex used to call me old yeller because I'm old and I yell? No, <laughs> that didn't true. happen. It's true. You weren't old. You weren't old then. No, I wasn't. But it's funny. Like, old that's very funny. Because you're, <laughs> you're old and you yell, old yeller. It's good. It's pretty good. It's pretty creative. Is this the end of the episode? I think we've reached the end here. Does nobody have a question? I think we completely, com- I think we've, you we've conquered all of friendship. now. You are. <laughs> right, I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> okay, don't let me, don't let me hassle the stranger. Okay, cool. Uh, that's your cue. Oh, should I do that yeah, part? Yeah, you do. Oh, darn, I do that part. <laughs> this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you'd like to follow us on the internet for some godforsaken reason, you can at Do Friendship. If you'd like to send us a question, you can do that too at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to buy our garbage, you can at thefriendshippingstore.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you to Alex Cox. Where is the pod father? Thank you to Savannah Million for also talking into microphones. Thank you. Who else does things? Molly Lewis. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing the song. Thank you to everyone who came to this hotel. Thank you to Jen for not putting her phone on mute. Thank you to- I can't hear that. Did, did you hear it? That her phone dude? Oh, I'm so mad because you probably heard my alarm go off, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> you set them up for that. I'm the worst. Well, whatever. Thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. Do friendship at the problem. Did it. That was good. Yeah, thank you. Please eat the cupcakes. I don't want to take any home. None of them are vegan, so I don't eat them anyway.